Hey there, guten Abend. Uh, let's see what's going on with my disturbed man. We've got guys in the house. He's trying to commandeer my my phone. Phone. Yeah, Gaza. Go get him, Gaza. My little Gaza. My baby guzzling. Baby guzzling. Politics go. Ah, ah. It's getting weird on majority 54. On the boat, we saw that with Mary Trump, Jack closing in, lights on Jessica Denson, we saw that too. It's a supporters movie. I just touched. What the hell is that about? Let's check that out. Supporters. Please welcome President Joe Biden. Folks, look, uh, I want to start off by. Mr. President, um, welcome to the show. My wife <laughs> recently left me. What advice could you give to, to get her back? I'll talk to you afterwards, okay? Uh, well, could we just get this out right now? Because where we are, we're alive. I'm beginning to see why your wife left you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Derek and Dale Show. I'm Derek. And I'm Dale. Let's get right to it. Devoted podcast. Derek and Dale Show is a podcast that we do right back here in the back of my wife's van. Can you imagine if we were on that billboard? We're leaving tonight to go get jobs at Fox News. The Derek and Dale Show is going to be the newest show on the Fox lineup. We're not getting a show. We're not getting a show? We're not getting a show. We're entitled to whatever we want, just like Donald Trump is. We've got to prove we got what it takes. We're heading to the Iowa caucus. Tom Steyer hit me with his car in the parking lot. Do you think I could get an advance from the universal basic income? Uh, Look at this brand new swanky studio we've got here at the Derek and Dale Show. Where we go one, we go all. I love my three killer No more your dad. Here, even for us. That looks pretty funny. The supporters full movie. Right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol, and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them.
Derek and Dale. Welcome to the Derek and Dale Show. I'm Derek. And I'm Dale. Let's get right to it. We are just 10 months away from the 2020 election, and I've got a special weather report for you. It is a blizzard out there. There are snowflakes all over the place. The people reporting the news. Of course, I'm talking about the lamestream media. My name's Derek. And I'm Dale. And we are the hosts of the Derek and Dale Show. Derek and Dale Show is a podcast that we do right back here in the back of my wife's van. <laughs> my wife makes us, you know, take them off whenever she goes out. She says following <laughs> one man blindly will ultimately lead to our destruction. Now, we've been reporting <laughs> on Trump rallies since 2016. We're journalists, you know? <laughs> yeah, what we're doing is journalism. Allentown's actually a pretty beautiful city. I'm gonna say it, Dale's my best friend in the whole world. <laughs> I love Dale, I really do. He's always there for me. I can't tie my own shoes. And uh, Dale has the same problem. Like, yeah, I odd. can't tie my shoes at all. Dale handles all of the online stuff. He's a social media guru. I, I write a lot of fan fiction on the internet. My friends online seem to really like it. 4chan, 8chan, Jackie Chan. I'm not PC. This is my friend Dale. He's, he's an Dale. incel. He hasn't talked to a woman in like 10 years. Hi, <laughs> Dale. So it's, it's an involuntary celibate. So that it means you kind of maybe want to, but they don't. Yeah, this is the house I live in with, uh, well, when I'm allowed to, with my wife, Caitlin, and my beautiful daughter. It's my daughter, Ivanka. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Ivanka Trump? No, no, it's just Ivanka. My daughter. Is, I named her Ivanka. She's four years old. I enlist her in all of the beauty pageants. I actually don't really like his wife and his daughter. Yes. I think that they're bitches. I'm gonna let that one slide. I'll tell you why. Because Dale has some severe emotional problems. His dad left him, told him not to trust women. Yeah, my dad left when I was young and his parting words were, don't fucking trust your fucking mom. There's a fucking reason I'm fucking leaving. Get it through your fucking thick little skull. I miss him so much. My wife kicked me out of the house. Yeah, she said I gotta get a real job and contribute to Ivanka's college fund. So I came up with a plan. We're leaving tonight to go get jobs at Fox News in New York City. That's right. The Derek and Dale Show is going to be the newest show on the Fox lineup. Tonight's the night. We're getting jobs at Fox News! Man, I love Ivanka. Hopefully when I become a big Fox News star, she's not going to look at me like some some loser doing a podcast. She's going to look at me like I'm worth something, you know? New York City, here we come! God, did it just start raining? It's that thing you always keep saying? They calm before the storm. But what's that other thing? You're always like, where we go, what? Where we go, on, we go, all. We should go, right? We should go. Yeah. Derek and Dale show are cutting through the lies and a lie is anything that Donald Trump says isn't true and sometimes some stuff that he hasn't even mentioned like robot people Hillary Clinton is actually a robot person wait okay. Dale, Dale I'm gonna stop you there please do not bring this up when we're at Fox News okay <laughs> 
person clipped me up. Tomorrow, we're going to be huge stars at Fox News. We're going to be cheersing Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity. 2020 is going to be the greatest year ever. All right, let's get some sleep. Tomorrow's a big day, huh? Tomorrow's a big day. Good night, Dale. Good night, Derek. Good morning, Derek and Dale Nation. We have some exciting news. Can you imagine if we're on that billboard? Derek and Dale show right there. That would be the key to my happiness. Do you know where Fox News is? I hate Fox News. Today is our first show at Fox News. Welcome to the Derek and Dale show. I'm Derek. And I'm Dale. Let's get right to it. This is our very first show right here, live at Fox News. I, I think if they see us out here doing our thing, they're going to see that we're the real deal, and they're going to offer us a primetime show. That's right. And how are you? You were the building? Yeah. We're the Derek and Dale Show. Yeah. Welcome to the Derek and Dale Show. I'm Derek. <laughs> I'm Dale. Let's get right to it. Yeah. We, we want a show on Fox. Maybe they're talent scouts. Are you, are you guys talent talent scouts? No. <laughs> You're security. Is it possible to get a, a meeting with the CEO right now? Suzanne Scott? That's her. That's the CEO, right? Suzanne, she's Wait, the what? CEO, right? Suzanne Scott? What do you yeah, think? If we could get a meeting with her right yeah, now. We're here to meet a woman? Yeah. I don't want to meet a woman. Derek, I'm an incel. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, we, we, Why do you tell me this? I don't talk to women. Dale, Dale, hey, women. it's fine, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll, t- we'll take a midday show. It doesn't matter. Stop it. This, is, this isn't a reflection of what we feel like on air. Now you have to leave. Why do we have to leave? Are we getting a show today, yes or no? not getting a show. We're not getting a show? We're not getting a show. You lied to me. No, no, no. I, I, I promised Ivanka. You guys talk to women? Sometimes, when I'm feeling insecure, gotta get into the comment section and just troll some people. So stupid! Of course Fox News doesn't want anything to do with me. I'm such an idiot. He's gonna go home and beg my wife to take me back. find you of course we should make a deal art of the deal what would donald trump do right make a deal make a deal let's make a deal let's make a deal let's make a deal, <laughs> let's make a deal. <laughs> that was not cool that derek lied to me i didn't know i was gonna have to speak to him derek i'm glad you found me we got to go back to allentown i don't want anything to do with this what would donald trump do i don't know what do you mean he wouldn't give up he'd make a deal Okay. I, I just don't think Fox News wanted anything to do with a couple of loser podcasters. We're entitled to whatever we want, just like Donald Trump is. Okay, but how do we get it? A demo tape. Demo tape? A tape that shows we can do everything that Fox News does. And we bring it back, and we put it on their desk. I don't know, Derek. It's the perfect deal. I just want my old life back. Okay. You know, Let me take you somewhere. If you're not convinced, we can go back to Allentown. Okay, you promise? I promise. Okay. Come on, follow me. So Derek took me to Trump Tower, and it was basically like a religious experience. 
I mean, it was gold all over, like, everything. And we just know that it can all be ours. So I've been studying the art of the deal, and I put together a checklist for everything we need for the perfect demo tape. Success is so close, we can practically taste it. Your eyes do not deceive you. We have changed our look here at the Derek and Dale Show. We have ditched our MAGA hats for some crisp button downs, and we're looking great. We are going cross country right now. From New York, we're heading to the Iowa caucus. Democratic presidential hopefuls crisscrossing the Hawkeye State. Every Iowan is worth a thousand Californians. This is where the action is. This is where all the journalists are. This is where Fox News is. Uh, hey, sweetheart. No, no, no. I, I, I'm actually not heading. Uh, home. I'm actually heading to Iowa. The phone with my wife tried to explain to her I'm heading out to make a demo tape. She's like, you got to go home and like raise our daughter. Like, it's like, I, this is important to me. I'm here, sweetheart. I'm here. Honey, no. No. Put Ivanka on the phone. Put Ivanka on the phone. Put Ivanka on the phone. Put her on the phone. <laughs> Sorry for yelling. I love you. The Derek and Dale Show is reporting live from Iowa, the Iowa caucus. There's a lot of Democrats up for election, and it's going to be the media capital of the world for the next couple of weeks. So we're going to report on it as unbiased journalists who are supporting Trump. That's right. The second item on our demo checklist is an investigative report that we're doing on voter fraud. It's a very important issue in the election, and Trump says it's happening all the time. Yeah, it's pretty scary because if the libs can voter fraud enough, they'll win the election. A lot of people are out there committing voter fraud. Vote. Oh, you don't vote? Hey, man, how are you? Who would you be voting for? Biden and the other one, Bernie. Oh, yeah? And you, and you wouldn't vote twice, right? <laughs> I might not even vote at all. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. Trump 2020. Pence 2020. Can you do a quick, oh. quick interview? <laughs> voter fraud's a real problem in the country. Yeah, I know. I know all about it. Have you ever seen any voter fraud? Yeah, me. I did it. You, you, you committed voter fraud? What'd you do? Voted twice for Trump. Really? Four years ago, yes. Did you get in trouble for that? Yeah, I'm still on probation for it. Really? Yeah. I spent a month in jail, yeah. Now, if I voted for Hillary, I would have got a gold medal. Do you think a lot of people voted twice for Hillary? Yes, people have voted for Obama for eight times. Where did you hear that? We should look into that. Yeah. On Facebook? You saw it on Facebook? Yeah. What advice would you give to to people out there? Don't vote twice. Don't vote twice. Yeah, it's not vote twice. No, it's not not worth it. No, I'm having like a big crisis because I honestly thought it was like libs that were doing it. Yeah. Well, we did find some voter fraud. Yeah. Just not who we thought it might be. But we're still allowed to check the box, right? Of course. Got it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. If we want to be taken seriously by Fox News, we're going to have to up the production value. Unfortunately for us, we lack the funds to do that. Enough about that. Let's talk about why we're here, which is the Democratic Caucus. And we're going to see somebody called Andrew Yang. You heard at one point there's an Asian man running for president who wants to give everyone $1,000 a month. Wait, what do you mean $1,000 a month? He just gives it away like an idiot. (laughs) A typical liberal (laughs) giving away $1,000 a month um, for $1,000 a month could go a long way. I mean, that could, we could... I asked a member of the Yang Gang because I happen to live with one, my five-year-old. Why are you voting for Andrew Yang? And here's what he said. His face looks fresher than Bernie's. (laughs) So, he's here today. Let's give a warm welcome to this fresh-faced candidate.
warm introduction and thank you all for being here today. I'm running to address a challenge that we've been struggling with as a country for the last several years that we haven't fully understood. And apparently I'm kind of uh, low on cash right now. Do you think I could get an advance on the universal basic income? Huh? There's like two or three thousand dollars you can just give me now. <laughs> so we have, we have to make this out for everyone. Could you just give me the money in, in your wallet? A couple Sorry, bucks right now? It'd be great. We gotta go, man. Thank you. Okay. You can go out this way. I think what we gotta no. let everyone know is that um, Andrew Yang talks a lot about robots, and it's because he is a robot. He's trying to take all our human jobs, including president. And if we don't stand up for ourselves, the robots are gonna take over. The robots are gonna take over. We need money to revamp the van. And Dale did some research. Yeah. There's actually a candidate out there who's a billionaire. Plenty of money to spare. Billionaire Tom Steyer says he's the candidate for America. I am a different person from everybody else who's running. And if there's one thing billionaires are afraid of, it's lawyers. My dad made a lot of money back in the day getting hit by cars, tractors, um, anything with wheels. And you get in the way by accident, and then uh, you sue for a lot of money. Now, if you pick the right people, that can be very lucrative. Right. And that's how he finally made enough money to leave me and my mom. For 40 years, all the increased income in the United States has gone to the richest people and the biggest corporations. Basically, I'm running because these corporations own the government. And let me give you some examples Tom Steyer hit me with his car no. in the parking lot. He ran over me and I'm injured and I don't know what to do. No. He ran over me with his car and I'm injured. No, no, no. Has this ever happened to you? You might be entitled to a large cash sub. Call me the Fixer Lawyer. Visit www.thefixerlawyer.com. And you won't pay unless you collect. Period. Ellipses. That sentence is not true. Let's make a deal. No. A million dollars? You got a billion. 1.7 billion. How about a billion? How about a billion? How about a billion? I'm a little worried that, that, that Tom Steyer might come after us legally, because if there's one thing podcasters are afraid of, lawyers. I've spent all my money. I've spent all of our family's money. I mean, the only money I have left is Ivanka's college fund, you know? Bingo. What? Use Ivanka's college fund. Oh, my wife would kill me. She'd divorce me, literally. What would Donald do? Hey, sweetheart, it's Daddy. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't put Mommy on. Do you think you could get on Mommy's computer? Just go to bankofamerica.com, and then there's something called Ivanka's College Fund. I'm going to need you to transfer some of that money to Daddy's account. Just press send. All right, thank you, sweetheart. Uh, I love you, and I miss you, and Daddy's going to be a big star, I promise you, okay? I'm, uh, I'm betting your future on it.
Derek and Dale. Welcome to the new and improved Derek and Dale show. I'm Derek. And I'm Dale. Let's get right to it. Look at this brand new swanky studio we've got here at the Derek and Dale show. We have a brand new microphones, we have a brand new computer, brand new lights, and a beautiful, very expensive, brand new camera here at the Derek and Dale show. Isn't that right, Dale? That's right. We got a uh, kind of a new donor, I guess you could say. We are pursuing our dream. We're checking another box on our demo tape, a gotcha interview. And who am I going to interview today? He's going to interview former Vice President Joe Biden mm. and current scumbag. <laughs> That's right, current scumbag. And what is a gotcha interview, Dale? Uh, a gotcha interview is where you ask the tough questions, sometimes in rapid succession, to make sure that whoever you're talking to looks pretty stupid. All right, I'm going to start with Ukraine, then hit Hunter Biden, and knock him out with a sleepy joke. Derek, I've never seen you like this. You are ready. I'm going to take this, okay? Just take it after. Yeah, it's fine. I'll just do it right now. Hey, slow, slow down. Slow down, sweetheart. Yeah. Yes, I did take the college fund. Sweetheart, yeah, I did it for us. I took the money for us. You're what? You're leaving me? Honey, please, I'm begging you. I'm fucking begging you. Please don't leave me. I don't know what I'm going to fucking do without you. Put Ivanka on the phone. Let Daddy talk to Ivanka. Ivanka! Ivanka! Are you there? Ivanka! Ivanka! Sweetheart! So when I hear people talking about age, I'm over 70. I got news for you folks. 70 is the new 50s. Let's get used to it. Welcome to the show. Uh, my wife recently left me. Uh, she's divorcing me. What can I do to, to, to get her back? What advice could you give somebody like me to, to get her back? I'll talk to you afterwards, okay? Uh, well, could we just get this out right now? Because we're, we we're alive doing the show right now. We're alive. If we could just get... Could you please answer the question? Again, I see why your wife left you. story today is I'm alone. Derek's been a little bit down, I guess. Um, the gotcha interview did not go well. I keep trying to tell him, you know, someone's got to get got in the gotcha interview and they don't all go your way. My wife left me, as Joe Biden so eloquently pointed out. Derek, a lot of our, our listeners are here because they want uh, our take on the news of the day and for us to cut through the lies. Uh, well, I'm beginning to see why my wife left me. That's what he said. I'm beginning to see why your wife left you. If you're done feeling sorry for yourself, I, I have something to say, Derek. Okay? What would Donald Trump do? That's what we always ask ourselves. What would Donald Trump do? Would he, would he cry? Would he sulk on his show? No. He would make his ex-wife jealous, and he'd go find another one. You know what else Donald Trump would do, Dale? And, and this is for the viewers at home, too. Donald Trump 
but talk to a woman. Okay, here it is. Uh, you heard it here first, the Derek and Dale show. If Derek gets remarried, I'll talk to a woman. Put your money where your mouth is. Just shake my hand on it. You really think you're ready? I think so. It's the right thing to do. Are you ready? I don't know. Do you see a government that works great, that's money, and is not working so great for everyone else? That is corruption, pure and simple, and we need to call it out for I just want to ask you one question. Will you marry me? wanted to say his first words to a woman in a long time, so. Hi! Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Dale. Thank you. This is a big moment for me. Uh-huh. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're here, Dale, and I'm hanging on to the ring. <laughs> Why did you ask her to marry why, she's a great woman. Who wouldn't want to marry her? I don't understand. Who wouldn't want her to, to be your... What? Oh, that's my, uh, that's my friend. I just... He's, he's, it's, he has to, he's, this is like, you're only the second woman he's ever talked to. It's, it's okay. Don't, you shouldn't do too much too fast. No, 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 I'm saying for him. He shouldn't go too, too much too fast. This was big. This was really big for you, okay? I'm proud of you. Hey, hey. I'm proud of you. Well, we have some exciting news here at the Derek and Dale Show. I got engaged to Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts. Really proud of Dale. I spoke to a woman for the first time in a long time, and it wasn't that bad. She was really nice. Things are going great for us personally at the Derek and Dale Show. Our demo tape is going great. We are reporting from South Carolina, Philadelphia right now. Very exciting to be here. We are traveling the country. We are building this tape. Forward momentum is pushing us forward. We have the winds at our backs right now. Yeah, it's almost as if no one will say no to an interview with Derek and Dale. But we know a lot more about how President Trump... Did you want to let me finish speaking first? Uh, no, we were hoping we could interrupt you. So I don't think experience... Play the hits. Come on, play with Tough California. Come on, we can play one song. We came all the way here, right? <laughs> Joe Walsh, class act. Love it. Love the Eagles. For starters, I keep a lot of balls in the air because most deals fall flat, no matter how promising they seem at first. Interesting. I used to be an extreme Democrat, and now I feel like I'm an extreme moderate. And I don't have the same passion necessarily I used to have, but I sleep better at night. Things are going great for the Derek and Dale show. As long as there are large public gatherings, our demo tape is going to be finished in no time, right? That's right. This will be targeted for workers who are ill, quarantined, or caring for others due to coronavirus. What does this all mean for the Derek and Dale show? I don't know. I just got a push notification that Tom Hanks has it. Heighten 
in states of emergency across the nation as a number of coronavirus cases soars above 3,000. Across this vast country, America's shutdown is now illustrated in startling ways. You see the disinfectant. We're knocking it up in a minute. And is there a way we can do something like that? injection inside or almost a cleaning with the COVID-19 pandemic still raging Joe Biden cancels his plans to accept the Democratic presidential nomination in person this sucks ever since the country got shut down we haven't checked a single box on our checklist and it doesn't make any sense why is everything shut down if Donald Trump said like a miracle it's going to disappear because it's a conspiracy Derek we need a reopening soon. When do we get our country back? We have had a complete and total shutdown of America, right? COVID-19, the China virus, the karate flu, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a hope perpetrated against Donald Trump by top Democrats to shut down the economy. I think it was put out there to undermine the Derrick and Dale show. Reopen the Derrick and Dale show. And reopen America now. saying you gotta wear a mask. I'm not wearing masks. I'm not wearing a mask. I haven't worn a mask. I never even wore a mask when I was a kid on Halloween. No mask. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to enslave us with these masks, right? This is how I look at it. These masks are basically the Jewish star. This is Nazi Germany, and Donald Trump is not Hitler, or even though he's the president and he's in charge, he's not the Hitler in this situation. The thing is, it's like you start with the masks, and then what's next? Concentration camps, probably. I'm on your team, man. I agree with you. Burn your mask! Burn your mask! Burn your mask! kind of uh, trying to take all the precautions we can, um, hoping it's not the virus, but if it is, we just want to make sure that we're treating it with Trump's recommendations. Sometimes the sprays uh, don't get enough. We don't get enough concentrated. Uh... Welcome to the Derek and Dale Show. I'm Derek. I'm Dale. Let's get right to <laughs> Top stories today. This is just uh, the pure bleach. Oh, 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 oh! Okay. We're just hoping we don't need to go to the hospital to really put a dent into our Derek and Dale demo tape.
I can't taste the monster. Okay. I can't taste the monster. What are you doing? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. The only solution. I'm trying. The only solution. inspirational speaker, somebody who really believes in the power of positivity. They want to enslave you to a land of discarded heroin needles in parks, riots in streets, human sex, drug traffickers. You will not recognize this country or yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. She's also going to, you know, check a box on the demo checklist, rub elbow with some former Fox stars. So we're getting to be Kimberly Guilfoyle. To the Donald Trump campaign, and of course, the national chair of the Trump Victory Finance Committee, Kimberly Guilfoyle! Is everybody having a good time so far today? I think I've been everywhere but like Alaska and Hawaii so far, all right? Kimberly, 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 my dad died of COVID! And I'm still a Trump supporter. And the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. All right, everybody, we're doing a little ceremony. Kimberly, for you as well. The best is yet 
to come. come, come Man, what a great speaker she was. It was moving. You know, Dad, um, Kimberly Guilfoyle helped me see that uh, I just needed a little positivity. <laughs> and it really motivated me to ask you, um, will you forgive me for killing you with COVID-19? Jr. and this is Dale Sr. joining us today. So what is the next thing we need to do, Dale? Okay, the next thing and maybe one of the most important things Derek and Dale can do is break our own story. America! Hey! America! Hey! America! Hey! JFK Jr. stole alive. Really? Is there a story that's out there right now that the mainstream media isn't reporting on? If you're going to kneel during, like, you know, your football game when you're feeling oppressed, don't kneel. Don't like, Respect yeah, the flag. Respect you know what I hate is when you see these, you see people sometimes and they'll desecrate the flag. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Like, they don't respect the flag. They'll, like, put markings on the flag. They'll, like, put text over a flag. Right. They'll put, like, they'll change the colors of the flag. And I'm like, that's the American flag. You never, ever do anything to desecrate the American flag, ever. Still, though, Trump 2021 still an American one. As you can see here, Operation Flag Drop, the Facebook right. Yeah, the text going right over the right over the flag there, and it looks nice, and then there's, like, it's splattering. That's cool. It is, though, yeah. And, um, oh, oh, oh. oh, geez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We've talked to a lot of people, but we haven't broken a story yet. We need to find somebody who's an expert on a subject, and we need to we need to ask him some tough questions. Baby. Is there any story you can think of that is being underreported by the mainstream media? Of course, Quanon. Quanon. Okay. Q. Okay. Q. It's, it's, so it's, you're a fan of Q. I'm a fan of Q. Yeah. A big diehard fan of Q. So you're saying Quanon? I've heard QAnon. They say QAnon. I consider it Quanon because okay. the A is silent. Which A? The second A. <laughs> Who is Q? Who is Q? Yes. There's two people could be the president of the United States, which is Donald Trump, or JFK Jr. Either there, there's somebody named Q who's working in the White House. It could be Trump. It could be... This is what I was telling you. This is stuff I write. Absolutely. And yeah. Major Taylor Green. Yeah, keep, keep going. I'll be... What's up? We'll be right back. Okay. What? These are the stories that I've been writing. Stuff I write late at night, you know? What do you mean? I have a lot of fun with it. Because it's basically like Q and Trump are like, um, you know, two superheroes. Wait, what are you, what are you saying right now? I'm saying I'm Q. You're Q? Yeah. That's your fan fiction. That's my fan fiction. I know. It's like so stupid, but people believe it, I guess. This could be a huge thing for us. No, it's no, it just could. stuff I write later. This night. is our news story right now. If we break who QAnon is, that would be huge. We'll break the story. We'll break Derek the story. Derek and Dale will break the story. Yes. All right, let's just So this guy Q, he is a smart guy, right? Genius. He's a genius. You know, I don't know if he's a genius. Some people say, like, they don't know who's who's written this. Q might not be a person. Q might be the president of the United States. But what if it's not? What if it's an incel who lives in a van with an American flag, bandana around it? Yeah. Okay. You know, I was thinking maybe this could be big for the demo tape. You know, we, we get somebody who's, like, running for office in politics who believes in QAnon. The only problem is that uh, kind of have to be a fucking moron to, to believe in this stuff. Q is a patriot. It's an anonymous person. According to Q, many in our government are actively worshiping Satan. Satan. Kennedy getting killed in the plane crash. 
That's another one of those um, Clinton murders, right? Clinton There's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take this global cable of Satan-worshipping pedophiles out. It's pronounced cabal. They're doing exactly what they want to do, and that's why they passed a $1.9 trillion spending bill that only 9%, less than 9%, actually... Where we go one, we go all. No, Thank no, you, no, Congresswoman. No, Thank no, you. She's no, a no, Congresswoman. Stop pushing me there. There's a misunderstanding, okay? She believes in me like a kid believes in Santa Claus. I love Marjorie Taylor Greene. She believes in me. Get the fuck out of here. so mad about. Marjorie Taylor Greene actually believes in my fan fiction, so what's the problem? You just look like a guy. And QAnon's supposed to be this kind of magical being. It's like, like a fairy tale almost. Superhero. Do you picture QAnon looking a specific way when you're writing your fan fiction? Yeah. This is exactly what you pictured in your stories? This is exactly what you look like, exactly. All right, let's, let's spread the word. Hey, you guys? Q. You do a Q, and then you put your head down, so it goes over like a Q. Yeah, I've been following for three years now. Hey, Q's the bomb. Seeing these adults, the look on their faces when they saw Q, it's Dale from the Derek and Stop Hill. it. Right? Exactly. And the storm is upon us. It just warms our heart. It's it's darling. You love you, right? Oh yeah, me and my boys have fallen apart. It was almost like dealing with children. Hey, when we go one, we go all. There we go. Yeah. Where we go one, we go all. Where, Where we, we go, go one, one, we go, go all. God bless America. Donald Trump created America for this nation. And that miracle is hey, so tonight. Excuse me. I'm Q. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, I'm Q. Do you have any questions about the storm or the cabal or any of my other stories? Just let me know. Hey, guys, they're, they're, oh, oh, hey, not cool. Hey, I, I'm supposed to wear a hat? No, no, give me that. General Flynn, don't let them kick me out. That's an order. But hey, I don't have to wear that. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, hey, that's my hat. Hey. We have a very special guest for the show today. QAnon is joining us in the studio. Q, thanks for joining us. Anything for the Derek and Dale show. We understand that you will reveal who you really are on the Derek and Dale show, but only if the Derek and Dale show is on Fox News. Is that correct? That's right. I am willing to do the unthinkable. Is Derek and Dale going to show a Fox News? And then Derek can refill his daughter's college fund, and then Dale can get a band twice this size. That's awesome. It's going to be a huge story. So I did the two bunnies, right? Oh, no, but join the host. Oh, cool. You got your children's sizes? Yeah, I got super extra small. Oh, yo, let me see. It's for, it's for my uh, five-year-old. What does the back say? Can I see it? Because my daughter is going to wear it. Trump don't bitches. Okay, that's fine. That's great. Hey, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Can't say that anymore. Are you calling to congratulate me on my engagement? I'm trying to get a job right now. That's what I'm doing, actually. I think if I don't have a job by the custody hearing on November 4th, you're going to take Ivanka away from me forever? No. Put Ivanka on the phone. Put Ivanka on the phone! 
my ex-wife, she just said, if I don't have a job, she's going to take my daughter Ivanka away from me. I don't know, maybe it's fake, because the hearing is the day after the election, so we can get the job on election day, and then I'll, I'll get my daughter the day after, you know? Okay, hopefully that would be nice. Thank you. Thank you for the pep talk. I, re I really appreciate it. Ten days and counting. Election day is drawing near. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. Show up and vote. We are getting close to the end game here. Absolutely. Uh, after we broke that big story with Q, uh, I think the world started to take notice, but we realized we had one more thing. Yes. We yes. want acknowledgement from Donald Trump before we head back to Fox News. And Derek had a great idea. We are here in Washington, D.C. for a very important part of our demo tape. Today, we are going to interview the one and only Donald Trump. Does Trump ever come out for interviews or anything? Oh, no. Remember, he's a bunker bitch. He's the one that hides from Why, what happened? What country do you live in? He never comes out of the front door of the White House? Seems crazy. All right, so we can't interview him. We, we got to think of a new way to get his attention. What's going on over here? What do you think of everything? I don't know. It feels like they're talking a lot about, like, white privilege. I don't know. Have you ever experienced that? I don't think we have, right? No, not us. Yeah. It's not about us. Like, the stuff we do, like, interrupting politicians, like, anyone could do that. Yeah. There, there wouldn't be different kinds of privilege. Hey, you guys, you got to move these. They're blocking traffic. You got to move all the cars. You got to get them out of here. They're blocking traffic. Nobody can get through. You guys, wrap it up. You got to move them. You okay? You seem a little agitated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Hey, if we're ever separated for whatever reason, our paths go a different direction, let's meet right back here at the Washington Monument. Okay, sure, Derek, I promise. Promise? Yeah. Now we just got to figure out a way to get Donald Trump's attention. We got to do something big, something monumental. Dale, that's it. Monuments. The unhinged left-wing mob is trying to vandalize our history, desecrate our monuments, our beautiful monuments. Donald Trump keeps talking about Confederate monuments. He says these protesters want to tear down these beautiful monuments. And that kind of got the wheels turning. Yeah, we thought if Donald Trump loved these Confederate monuments so much, we should dedicate them to him. I want to apologize for being agitated lately. Ever since I talked to a woman for the first time, I started to have a lot of romantic urges. I just want to explode. <laughs> oh, like sexually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been there before. But anyway, just back to these statues, like, I think Donald Trump's right. These things are beautiful, you know? They're, they're gorgeous statues. They're, they're just built nice. The curves on them are amazing. I mean, imagine being on top of one of those statues, you know? This is the statue of Robert E. Lee here in Charlottesville, the most famous Confederate statue. And today we're going to turn it into a big statue for Donald Trump. Hopefully this gets his attention. Here, I'm going to... Hang back for a second. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'll see you at the van. Sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure, sure. I got the podcast all set up if you're ready to. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. 
You were right. That's incredible. That wasn't really what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about fucking. We will admit when we fail at something. We failed at getting Donald Trump's attention with these Confederate statue renamings. But on the positive side, you lost your virginity. Yep. Right? I did fuck a fair number of those statues. Right. Derek and Dale Show says fuck Confederate statues. But we've got to stay focused here. We only have five days to complete this demo tape. Kind of a crazy idea. But I just read online that Donald Trump, his motorcade is going to literally drive past our hometown. Now I'm thinking if we can get on camera with Donald Trump, that could put us over the edge with Fox News. And just a little selfish thing, um, I'm going to get to see Donald Trump with my dad. It's a human interest story. It's the final thing for our demo tape. It checks all the boxes, and it has to work. Thanks for being here with me. Of course, I'm glad you guys could come and do this together. Something I kind of always wanted to do with him, you know? country with my dad. It's uh, it's Derek. 
Um, I know we got this custody hearing coming up. I just really love to have you there. So uh, give me a call back when you when you get this, Elizabeth Warren. I, I love you. Dale, hey, come on. We got to get back to New York City. We don't have time for this. Good morning. Election Day 2020. America heads to the polls. All right, we're here in New York City on Election Day. Dropping off the demo tape. Dale, where is it? Ivanka, this has been a crazy journey, but I've been doing it all for you. We deserve this. We really do. With a lot of hard work, the demo tape is done. That's right. We have our secret weapon. We're going back to Fox News. And we did everything we could have wanted. So, you know, nothing can stop us now. <laughs> you know what? This is a church. I'm going to use the bathroom. Oh, okay. I, I have to You pee. have to go right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to pee. Okay? All right. This is kind of weird, right? He's been in there for like 10 minutes. But uh, he'll be out soon. He wouldn't miss this for the world. He's been in there like an hour. Could you give this to Suzanne Scott? I can't give that to her. I know, but it's the Derek and Dale demo tape. I so can't I... give it to her. Nobody can give it to her. Can you give it to her? Read my lips. No one can give that to her. So take it and throw it in the garbage. Derek's going to be so pissed. Well, Derek is Derek fucking pissed, man. I Former Vice President Joe Biden will win Pennsylvania and Nevada to become the 46th President of the United States. Welcome to the Derek and Dale Show. I'm Derek. And I'm Dale. Let's get right to it. Well, it's been a crazy few days. All the news networks said that Joe Biden won the election, but Donald Trump is refusing to concede. Frankly, we did win this election. And I, I just, you know, I don't know what to think about it. But Derek's so good in these situations, I just... I haven't seen him in a few days since he went to use the bathroom. I've just become a member of the Church of Scientology here in New York City, and it is really an exciting time in my life. Want to come take a stress test at the Church of Scientology with me? No, 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 no. I did miss the custody hearing, but, but that's okay. The church said they have all the tools I need to become really, really famous. They said they might even put me on a billboard in Times Square, so. Well, Dale, there's been a lot of stuff in the news. Do you want to take a stress test right now? Yes. All right, let's go. I don't have my clothes. Get this guy's stress test. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dale and I were trying to become successful by reading Art of the Deal, listening to Donald Trump, when really we should have just been reading Dianetics and listening to L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> have you, like, looked into Scientology at all? No. Why? Why? Oh. Everyone's saying online that it's it's a cult. You're just listening to one guy like he knows everything. That's crazy. Wait, do you think Derek is is stuck in there? Oh, gosh. Okay, um... Derek, I'm coming for you. Don't let them brainwash you. I'm on my way. Hi. Have you guys seen Derek? Derek, you got to get out of here. Why don't you come take you a have to get out of here. Test. No, I don't want to take a stress test. test. I don't want to take a stress test. This place is a cult. Everyone's listening to one person. Nobody's free thinking for themselves. Derek, you have to leave. Okay, you're being you a suppressive get... person no, right now. No, please, no, Derek. No. Come on, do do the podcast. I'm done with the podcast. Please, do the podcast. I'm done with the podcast. Derek, please. Uh, welcome to Derek and Dale's show. I'm Derek. And I'm Dale. I'm, I'm, 
Come on, let's get right to it. Yeah, please. I'm really sorry. I need to leave. I need you to leave. This is a cult. Get him out. We have to get him out. Please. It's not a cult. Please. It's not a cult. We had a good thing going. Do you even remember being part of the deal? Do you even remember? This is a cult. What is your problem? You need to come back to the Don't ruin my life for me. This isn't you. Yes, it is. This is me. All you do is listen to what Donald Trump says. Okay, you know what? All you listen to is what L. Ron Hubbard says. All these people. L. Ron Hubbard is the smartest person I don't have to wear this up to be Trump supporter. I don't you even know who you are anymore. You don't even know who you are anymore. You're in a cult. 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 I'm not stressed. You need to come back to the van. I'm so sorry about this, guys. This guy's insane. Trump refusing to admit defeat. You're going to find fraud of hundreds of thousands of votes per state. When you say there's no evidence. I've actually been doing a little research. The votes that were in Georgia were actually placed in China. Why are the ballots made of bamboo fibers? So I'm on a billboard in Times Square. All my dreams came true. I'm happy. I'm not really good at the internet, which is good, because they keep telling me, don't look at the internet. The only person that's looking out for you is yourself and Donald Trump. The Dominion Voting Soccer was developed in Venezuela. At the direction of Hugo Chavez. I need to sign more people up, or I'm going to go back in the hall. <laughs> I don't want to be sad anymore, because you may be sad for so long, but now I can just be mad. What we're doing at Scientology, we are making the world great again. <laughs> and that's it for the Dale and Dale Show. I'm here at the Donald Trump rally, and I just think it's going to be incredible. And he's going to be right here in a little while. Seeing him does suck. This is going to be perfect for the Dale and Dale show. Would you like to take a stress test? No. Are you sure? You just hold on. Want stress test? You want some L. Ron Hubbard in your veins? Inject some of that? Hey, do you know how to tie shoes? Dale's my best friend in the whole world. I love Dale. I love Dale. I love Dale. I love Dale. You're in There's a galactic warlord named Xenu that put all of our, our all these souls into volcanoes and, and $150,000 to get there? This is crazy. Have you read any of this stuff? Dale was right. This is a cult. This whole thing is a, it's a cult. It's a cult. This whole thing's a cult. Dale was right. Oh my God, Dale was right. Kids in the Senate. And, and, and time in the White House, even before he was president, 
have paid off, experience actually matters. It matters when you have a certain level of tact when you're dealing with these Republicans. And Biden knows these Republicans inside and out. He has worked with them. He knows that they're extremely emotional. He knows their pain points. And he knows that he's got it at a good point right now. And he's not going to fumble the ball while he's on the goal. Anyway, here is Peter his question is he's not going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely point. still an expression. That's still an expression oh. at the sports world. Yeah, I, love, so, so I know Jordy was impressed with my sports reference. I really so. liked it. That was yeah. really impressive. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Anyway, here's Peter Bucci asking Biden if, uh, if Biden would consider, after uh, hearing Ron DeSantis' opinion on this issue, if Biden would consider a Trump pardon. And that basically, for the listeners, uh, <laughs> Biden basically just laughs at Steve Doofy's face. Did you see that Ron DeSantis said that if he became president, he would pardon Trump? Where are you on the idea of president pardoning Trump? <laughs> just laugh at him. So the laugh that he's fucking away is great, but the hand gesture too. I mean that that real stuff. Get out of here! <laughs> but you, you gotta treat the you gotta treat him like he's, he's an idiot. Like you're asking a stupid question. You have to treat him. You know it's interesting. Over oh, they're asking ask the president. What is the message to House Democrats that have reservations about, about this bill? Play this bill. What is the message to House Democrats who have reservations about this uh, compromise bill? Talk to me. Mr. President, what would you tell them? I'm not going to tell you. Why not? You guys all go on and say, tell them what a good deal is. How much of this is a 100% deal for the Democrats? Do you think it helped me get a pass? Well, who's got the better deal? Do you think it's going to help me get a pass? Come on. Come on. <laughs> so good and me. Pretty good, yeah. Good job, old man. Biden. How can stop playing? Um. About this bill, but. Oh, come on, just, uh... Democrats who have reservations about this, uh, compromise bill. Talk to me.
Hashtag president, hashtag Biden deals deftly with Mr. 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 Would you consider a part? Stupidest questions. Just so stupid. These questions. They're all stupid. Like the, the, uh, everybody. If you notice that every question is trying to get. An Would you consider a pardon of Trump? That they could position a story as yes. this incredibly major conflict. They want yes. Biden words out of Biden. They want. Biden mocks Republicans, Biden spiking the foot. While you've got. Jeez, what's going on? Eh, alright, whatever. So I'm posting it on Facebook. The clip I just made. Trista Justice, that's one of my Facebook accounts. Um, anyway, thanks for 164k. And uh, it's been going up and down. I have, I'm geofenced and I'm not convinced that y'all aren't just like, uh, you know, FM, you, you're just my centers. Asking Biden, <laughs> would you consider a part? Stupidest questions. They're so stupid, these questions. They're all stupid. Like, the, the, uh, everybody, if, if you notice that every question is trying to get an answer that they could position a story as yes. this incredibly major conflict. They want yes. Biden words out of Biden. They want Biden mocks Republicans, Biden spiking the football on his... They, almost the media wants to almost destroy the entire deal and, and mm -hmm. help yes. the Republicans destroy the economy. But the good thing it's about so Biden here is that Biden is not Donald Trump. He doesn't take the bait. He yep. does not take the bait. He actually is a master tactician. And it's moments like this that show you that Biden's decades in the Senate and, and, and time in the White House, even before he was president, have paid off. Experience actually matters. It matters when you have a certain level of tact when you're dealing with these Republicans. Yeah, but he's fucking bombing Syria shit. Inside and out. He has worked with them. He knows that they're extremely emotional. He knows their pain points. And he knows that he's got it at a good point right now. And he's not going to fumble the ball while he's on the goal line. Anyway, here is Peter's question is he's not going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory right both, now. That's definitely point. still an expression. That's still his French ticket to the sports world. Yeah, both, both, both could, I know Jordy was impressed with my sports reference. I really so. liked it. That was yeah, really thanks. impressive. Thanks, Jay. Anyway, here's Peter Ducey asking Biden if, uh, if Biden would consider, after uh, hearing Ron DeSantis' opinion on this issue, if Biden would consider. 
enthusiastically Biden. Biden, if he would consider a pardon of Trump. Hashtag Dark Brandon. <laughs> Come on, man. Play the clip. Come on, play the clip. I know Jordy was impressed with my sports reference. I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Really liked it. That was yeah, really impressive. Thanks, Jay. Anyway, here's Peter. Thanks, Jay. Anyway. Thanks, Jay. Jay. Oh, Jordy. Packed in real slow. Okay, I'm just going to fucking share it. Good enough for government work. Peter Ducey asks hashtag Biden if he would consider a hashtag pardon of hashtag Trump. I mean hashtag diaper Don. Pretty oh shit. Peter Ducey asks hashtag Biden if he would consider a hashtag pardon for hashtag Trump. I mean, hashtag diaper Don. Old. Diaper Don. Let's totally fucking rewrite it. Retype it. Deucey. Ask Biden. Douchey. I wonder if he's related to Douchey. I bet he's related to Douchey. Hmm. Fucking douchebag. Pretty smooth, old man. Pretty smooth, comma, old man. Exclamation point. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> Hashtag good job, Brandon. A Trump pardon, and that basically for the listeners, uh. Biden basically just laughs in Steve Ducey's face. <laughs> Did you see that Ron DeSantis said that if he became president, he would pardon Trump? Where are you on the idea of president pardoning Trump? The laugh away is great, but the hand gesture too. I mean, that that is really that's like, the idea. Get out of here! <laughs> Look, you, you gotta treat the, you gotta treat him like he's, he's an idiot. Like oh, you're yeah. asking a stupid question. You have to treat him. You know, just the over. Oh, 
uh, you may have seen it. The might have, might have seen it. I interviewed Ben LeBolt, White House Communications right uh, the director. He and laughed it off. Know, it was, it was such an a answer. different format for, I think, how interviews yeah. are conducted, which is why I think it was a pretty successful interview. Because we spoke for 15 minutes, uninterrupted, right? No sound bites. I think I pressed him on the good, the bad, and the ugly in the deal. He answered the questions, and I didn't cut, I didn't try to jump him. I didn't interrupt him, but I pushed back in certain areas. But it was ultimately a discussion, um, and yeah. we talked about bipartisanship. We talked about normalcy, and it was so interesting seeing the comments um, from so many of the Midas Mighty were like, I haven't seen an interview like that where I actually gained information. Like, I learned something from that interview. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, because I was doing it, that I was doing something, like, unique. That's just how we operate here at the Microsoft Network. But when I read those Katie, comments, I was like, you know are what? You okay, huh? You're right. Like, no one, no one else is really doing Baby. that. Baby. Right yeah, you know what it was? You, is you had better, a normal huh? conversation like human beings have with other people, and that's not often seen bear, on TV. Uh, rather, they'd have, like to set up that enough. conflict, just like they want to set up in the questions. They want two people screaming at one another, but when you actually have an in-depth conversation, 15, 20 minutes, hashing out the issues, asking hard questions, but not being rude about it, going back and forth, getting into the nitty-gritty of the bill that is going to be before the House and the Senate. I mean, I think that is really what this is all about in its purest form, and we had an opportunity to hear there from the White House communications director himself, so I thought that was a, a pretty special moment. I recommend everybody go check that out. It's on our YouTube channel, and maybe, you know, in a couple days, we'll also put that interview on our, on our podcast feature for the audio listeners. But, but definitely check it out on YouTube. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. It was really amazing, Ben. You did a great job. And to your point, what I liked about the interview so much is, like, I walked away from that with more information than when I started. Like, I, I wasn't angry. I wasn't mad. I wasn't, like, going to go out somebody. I just, I, I just felt smarter after listening. You know, we use this marketing phrase a lot when I was in the marketing world before the Midas thing. Like, what's the tension in the campaign? That usually just meant, like, what's the hook? Well, the cool thing about the tension, which the like the legacy media gets so wrong, is they try and make it just a, a horse race or whatnot. And the real tension is truth and fact. And when you can make your tension truth and fact, the audience, as we've seen on the network, continue to grow, grows because people are interested in that. They don't want to make everything a dog and horse race. They, they want to watch news and actually be educated and leave there feeling smarter than they did before they came. Here's what I've noticed, which is a, I'm sorry, Ben, but here's what I've noticed, you know, a, a lot of what happens is that there are people often on, you know, either side of the argument here, and their pure intent is to try to make you as angry as possible over every single thing. Everything has to be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And that's just not the case. I mean, politics is a world of nuance. And especially in a situation like this, when you're dealing with a debt-killing negotiation with a divided government and you're dealing with somebody like a Kevin McCarthy at this you know, very uh, important time period in history, it's important to actually delve into the nuance of the situation and not get riled up by those people who just want to make you angry and pissed off and want to wear you down and have you sit on the sidelines because 
They try to make it seem like everyone's the same, that everything is the same, and that nothing you do is having an impact when that could not be further from the truth. What we must not do in all these situations is let perfect become the enemy of the good. And we have to learn to take our wings. We have to learn to understand what is actually good for our democracy, what is good for the American people, and averting a catastrophic default and maintaining these incredible programs that actually help the lives of Americans who need them the most. To me, that is a huge win at the end of the day, and you have to really accept the nuance of the situation to fully appreciate it. And we don't need the media creating the tension. The tension is out there. What the media needs to be doing is observing the tension and also pointing out accurately where the tension points are coming from. So ultimately, if the MAGA Republicans are the ones who are manufacturing a crisis, the media's role isn't to take that manufactured crisis, create the tension by robbing that manufactured crisis back and normalizing it, and then confronting Democrats like this is a whole normal discussion. The media should be calling balls and strikes and should be asking the tough questions about what's going on and reporting where the tension is arising, why are we in this situation, so American people should become better informed, and why are we in this situation is the reason that Kevin McCarthy is facing backlash from the extremists who have taken over his party. It's not a small faction, it is the modern day MAGA Republican Party. For example, MAGA Republican Congress member Ralph Norman on Fox said, well, why don't we just put on what he said if we can do that. But that's not what the American people elected us for. Well, you can't have work requirements. Imagine that. Uh, when you hire the 87,000 IRS agents, and we don't cut that. Uh, when you raise the debt ceiling to $4 trillion and put it past the uh, presidential election, no, that's not what we sent Kevin to uh, to negotiate. Now, in fairness to him, he's done a good job so far. But when we, we're we all going back, we're going to scrutinize the 100 pages. And uh, if it's what I'm hearing, uh, no, we're not going to give a corrupt administration, as the hearings have shown, the keys to the vault, uh, you know, for and raise the debt ceiling uh, like, you know, apparently we're doing it. But it's not going to sit with a lot of people, including me. So if this were to be a normal conversation with the media, you would ask, what, what do you mean, uh, Mr. Norman, by the vault? Didn't you create the obligations and the debt? It isn't the debt that has to be paid by uh, the government right now caused because of the spending that you and Donald Trump and other MAGA Republicans okay? Isn't that what this is really about? See what the answer is. If you want to go to the 87,000 IRS agents where the media just lets something like that hang out there, that's a MAGA Republican conspiracy theory. Yes, the more IRS agents have to be hired over a decade to replace IRS agents who are retiring. Yes, that's what needs to happen. Are there 87,000 IRS agents that are knocking down the homes of hardworking Americans and conducting audits on them? No. 
will there be better resources within the IRS actually to help 99% of Americans with things like getting their tax refunds and addressing issues that ultimately put more money back in the pockets of the American people because they're responsive. That is what that will do over a decade. You have to staff. And then we're seeing it already, just while we're still on this point, like we're already seeing the benefits of more funding there. In 2022, before this funding came in, only 15% of calls were answered at the IRS. These are taxpayers who are trying to get help filing their taxes or getting their tax returns. Calling the IRS, not getting a human being, not getting any answers. But this year, that 15% skyrocketed to 87% of calls answered. And not only that, the wait times of the calls were drastically reduced. They were previously, on average, 27 minutes of waiting before you were able to get even through to anybody, if you were lucky enough to get through to anybody. This year, that wait time dropped from 27 minutes to four minutes. So that's an actual function of the government working. That is actually competent government. That's why even the framing, when people try to frame things as, oh, I'm for big government or I'm for small government, I reject those options even in and of themselves. To me, I just want smart government. I want government that works. I don't believe in just throwing money at a problem, but I do think agencies should have enough funding so that they're working efficiently. And it seems like Republicans, their whole thesis is that is that the government is bad and the government doesn't work. And then they get into government and they do everything they can to prove their thesis correct by starving the government of their programs and by being horrific themselves. That, to me, is not smart government at all. That is just sabotage. And the people who end up getting hurt when you sabotage these programs, when you sabotage the VA, across the board, are the people, are the Americans who need this help the most. And just so you know, when they spread the conspiracy about the 87,000 IRS agents, what is so disingenuous about what they are saying is that, like, they know that they're lying to the American people. Like, they know they're using, like, a Putin propaganda kind of playbook right there. What they're doing right there is that decamillionaires and billionaires who do the Donald Trump cheating on their taxes thing and don't pay their taxes, they don't get audited. And if they are audited, the IRS doesn't have the resources to complete their audit. They can drag it out for decades, you know, and then it just kind of goes away, right? So the concern here is if you add more IRS agents, that the billionaires and decamillionaires who cheat on their taxes are going to have their taxes potentially scrutinized in ways it wasn't before. And then that is weaponized by MAGA Republicans to then lie to their base. It's spread by propaganda networks by oligarchical billionaire interests like the Murdochs because they have a vested interest in not being audited. And then they tell American people 87,000 IRS agents are knocking on your door. They just are freaking liars at the end of the day. And Brett, when you talk about big government, small government, the whole idea of how Republicans Joe Biden, all you have to do is pick up the phone, man. It's the very essence. 
what we've Fuck learned her. about them, we've known this before, but it's obvious Fuck right Biden. now. Fuck Biden. They just create <laughs> a frame to justify whatever the hell they ultimately want to do. They're not, they like when, they love when government works to destroy women and LGBTQ people. They, they love government for that. They love when government destroys books. They love when government controls the bodies of women. They freaking love that stuff right there. So it's not that they don't love government. They want the government to do their own persistent stuff. And if they just go, no government here, there's pretextualists here. Oh, there's pretextualists? What about the Second Amendment? It talks about militias and well-regulated. Oh, well, I'm an original. And, okay, well, let's go back to the original aspect of this. You realize that there weren't AR-15s there. You know, they go, what the founders really meant here is you just take off regulated, you take off militia. It's just the right to bear arms. Just be quiet. That's what it is. It's always a moving. Don't don't buy into their framing. And that's honestly one of the reasons why we also push back so hard against. Listen, don't. When we say don't call these people conservative, don't buy into their framing. I saw a, a a quote that really struck me. I believe it was from an NYU professor earlier, but they said something to the effect of, "It's remarkable the way that the press uses the term conservative to mean anything that the extreme right favors, and the more extreme they get, they just describe them as being even more conservative. You know, the crazier they are, oh, they're extra, they're just extra conservative, which makes it sound like it's a good thing. Yeah. But that's not the case. They are fascists. They are extremists, and we need to be able to call out. I see far more normal conservatives these days actually gravitating towards the Democratic Party, which has become a big tent party, which includes whatever other labels you want to give, progressive, conservative, moderate, whatever. There's a pro-democracy contingency of kind of just normal folks in the Democratic Party, yet the more extremists that people get in the Republican Party, they just throw around these labels as, oh, they're just more extra conservative. It's like, no, yes, these people are radical extremists who would be considered hard-right, fascist, authoritarian parties in any other democratic country in the entire world and you are giving them cover. One of the things I noticed too is like a lot of these far-right commentators who have like podcasts and, and things they try to pretend like they're actually liberal. <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 like Tim Pool, like, you know, whenever he's referred to as far-right by a, a news organization, he goes, what do you mean? I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal. I, I, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You can't just say that. You can't just make that up. Which is, you know, why you can never buy into the framing that they are projecting. There is an actual belief system behind what they are doing, and there is an autocratic coalition of people in this country and around the world, and we need to be able here to call a fascist a fascist unapologetically, because that's what they are. We see the threats, they're following the playbook, and we'll go on as we see as we show you clips of DeSantis and the way these Republicans now are running for president. It is pure, unadulterated fascism. Every single bit of it. We got a lot more show. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk oh, about shit. DeSantis. We'll talk about Jack Smith, and so much more. Right after this quick break. Mm -hmm.
I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. Now I give AG1 a try because I want the better gut health, boosted energy, immune system support, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Now I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it makes me feel unstoppable and ready to take on my day. I'm doing something good for my body, like giving it my body the nutrition it craves, like covering my nutritional bases. I've tried a ton of different supplements out there, but this is different, That's and the nice ingredients you, are man. super high quality. Very quickly, I noticed that it improved my energy and made me great. AG1 Although, makes it easier for you to take the highest quality supplement, period. Shit, just, I don't have ads for that reason. I fucking hate ads. Atlantic Greens. Thanks for 164. But I'll do a, a little jingle. And skip ahead. Do a, do a little jingle and skip ahead. Jeez, hard to see here. Balls. Ah, oh, man. Too. I mean that that really that's like, the idea. Get out of here. <laughs> because you, you gotta treat the you gotta treat him like he's he's an idiot. Like he's oh, asking yeah. a stupid question. You have to treat him. You know it's interesting. Over oh, you may have seen it. The mightiest mighty may have seen it today. I interviewed Ben LeBolt, White House Communications Great uh, Director, and you know it was it was such a different format for I think how interviews are conducted, which is why. I think it was a pretty successful interview because we spoke for 15 minutes uninterrupted, right? No sound bites. I think I pressed him on the good, the bad, and the ugly in the deal. He answered the questions, and I didn't cut. I didn't try to jump him. I didn't interrupt him, but I pushed back in certain areas. But it was ultimately a discussion, um, and yeah. we talked about bipartisanship. We talked about normalcy and it was so interesting seeing the comments um from so many of the Midas mighty were like i haven't seen an interview like that where i actually gained information like i learned something from that interview yeah and you know i meant because i was doing it that i was doing something like unique that's just how we operate here at the Midas touch network but when i read those comments i was like you know what you're right like no one no one else is really doing that right now yeah, you know what it was, is you had a normal conversation like human beings have with other people, and that's not often seen on TV. Uh, rather, they'd ha like to set up that conflict, just like they want to set up in the questions. They want two people screaming at one another, but when you actually have an in-depth conversation, 15, 20 minutes, hashing out the issues, asking hard questions, but not being rude about it, going back and forth, getting into the nitty-gritty of the bill that is going to be before the House and the Senate. I mean, I think that is really what this is all about in its purest form. And we had an opportunity to hear there from the White House communications director himself. So I thought that was a, a pretty special moment. I recommend everybody go check that out. It's on our YouTube channel. And maybe, you know, in a couple of days, maybe we'll also put that interview on our on our podcast feed here for the audio listeners. But but definitely check it out on YouTube. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. It was really amazing, Ben. You did a great job. And to your point, what I liked about the interview so much is like I walked away from that with more information than when I started. Like I, I wasn't angry, I wasn't mad, I wasn't like gonna go out somebody. I just, I, I just felt smarter after listening. You know, we use this marketing phrase a lot when I was in the marketing world before the Midas days. It's like, what's the tension in the campaign? That usually just meant like, what's the hook? 
Well, the cool thing about the tension, which the like the legacy media gets so wrong, is they try and make it just a, a horse race or whatnot. And the real tension is truth and facts. And when you can make your tension truth and facts, the audience, as we've seen on the network, continue to grow, grows because people are interested in that. They don't want to make everything a dog and horse race. They, they want to watch news and actually be educated and leave there feeling smarter than they did before they came. Here's what I've noticed, which is a, sorry, Ben, but here's what I've noticed, you know, a, a lot of what happens is that there are people often on, you know, either sides of the arguments here, and their pure intent is to try to make you as angry as possible over every single thing. Everything has to be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And that's just not the case. I mean, politics is a world of nuance. And especially in a situation like this, when you're dealing with a debt ceiling negotiation with a divided government and you're dealing with somebody like a Kevin McCarthy at this, you know, very uh, important time period in history, it's important to actually delve into the nuance of the situation and not get riled up by those people who just want to make you angry and pissed off and want to wear you down and have you sit on the sidelines because they try to make it seem like everyone's the same, that everything is the same, and that nothing you do is having an impact when that could not be further from the truth. What we must not do in all these situations is let perfect become the enemy of the good. And we have to learn to take our wins. We have to learn to understand what is actually good for our democracy, what is good for the American people, and averting a catastrophic default and maintaining these incredible programs that actually help the lives of Americans who need them the most. To me, that is a huge win at the end of the day, and you have to really accept the nuance of the situation to fully appreciate it. And we don't need the media creating the tension. The tension is out there. What the media needs to be doing is observing the tension and also pointing out accurately where the tension points are coming from. So ultimately, if the MAGA Republicans are the ones who are manufacturing a crisis, the media's role isn't to then take that manufactured crisis and create the tension by lobbing that manufactured crisis back and normalizing it and then confronting Democrats like this is a whole normal discussion. The media should be calling balls and strikes and should be asking the tough questions about what's going on and reporting where the tension is arising, why are we in this situation, so American people could become better informed, and why are we in this situation is the reason that Kevin McCarthy is facing backlash from the extremists who have taken over his party. It's not a small faction. It is the modern-day MAGA Republican Party, for example. MAGA Republican Congress member Ralph Norman on Fox said, well, why don't we just put on what he said if we, if we have to do this. But that's not what the American people elected us for. Well, you can't have work requirements. I'm, imagine that. Uh, when you hire the 87,000 IRS agents, we don't cut that. Uh, when you raise the debt ceiling to $4 trillion and put it past the uh, presidential election, no, that's not what we sent Kevin to uh, to negotiate. Now, in fairness to him, he's done a good job so far. 
But when we we're all going back, we're going to scrutinize the hundred pages. And uh, if it's what I'm hearing, uh, no, we're not going to give a corrupt administration, as the hearings have shown, the keys to the vault. Uh, you know, for and raise the debt ceiling uh, like you raise know, the debt apparently ceiling. we're doing, but it's not going to sit with a lot Fucking of people, evil. including me. Excellent. So, if this were to be a normal conversation with the media, you would ask, "What, what do you mean, uh, Mr. Norman, by the vault? Didn't you create the obligations and the debt?" It isn't the debt that has to be paid by uh, the government right now caused because of the spending that you and Donald Trump and other MAGA Republicans okay? Isn't that what this is really about? See what the answer is. If you want to go to the 87,000 IRS agents where the media just lets something like that hang out there, that's a MAGA Republican conspiracy theory. Yes, do more IRS agents have to be hired? over a decade to replace IRS agents who are retiring. Yes, that's what needs to happen. Are there 87,000 IRS agents that are knocking down the homes of hardworking Americans and conducting audits on them? No. Will there be better resources within the IRS actually to help 99% of Americans with things like getting their tax refunds and addressing issues that ultimately put more money back in the pockets of the American people because they're responsive? That is what that will do over a decade. You have to staff. And then we're seeing it already, just while we're still on this point, like we're already seeing the benefits of more funding there. In 2022, before the funding came in, only 15% of calls were answered at the IRS. These are taxpayers who are trying to get help filing their taxes or getting their tax returns. Calling the IRS, not getting a human being, not getting any answers. But this year, that 15% skyrocketed to 87% of calls answered. And not only that, the wait times of the calls were drastically reduced. They were previously, on average, 27 minutes of waiting before you were able to get even through to anybody, if you were lucky enough to get through to anybody. This year, that wait time dropped from 27 minutes to four minutes. So that's an actual function of the government working. That is actually competent government. That's why even the framing, when people try to frame things as, oh, I'm for big government, or I'm for small government, I reject those options, even in and of themselves. To me, I just want smart government. I want government that works. I don't believe in just throwing money at a problem, but I do think agencies should have enough funding so that they're working efficiently. And it seems like Republicans, their whole thesis is that republic is that the government is bad and the government doesn't work. And then they get into government and they do everything they can to prove their thesis correct by starving the government of their programs and by being horrific themselves. That to me is not smart government at all. That is just sabotage. And the people who end up getting hurt when you sabotage these programs and you sabotage the VA across the board are the people, are the Americans who need this help the most. And just so you know, when they spread the conspiracy about 
the 87,000 IRS agents. What is so disingenuous about what they are saying is that like, they know that they're lying to the American people. Like, they know they're using like a Putin propaganda kind of playbook right there. What they're doing right there is that decamillionaires and billionaires who do the Donald Trump cheating on their taxes thing and don't pay their taxes, they don't get audited. And if they are audited, the IRS doesn't have the resources to complete their audits. So they can drag it out for decades, you know, and then it just kind of goes away, right? So the concern here is if you add more IRS agents, that the billionaires and decamillionaires who cheat on their taxes are going to have their taxes potentially scrutinized in ways it wasn't before. And then that is weaponized by MAGA Republicans to then lie to their base. It's spread by propaganda networks by oligarchical billionaire interests like the Murdochs because they have a vested interest in not being audited. And then they tell American people 87,000 IRS agents are knocking on your door. They just are freaking liars at the end of the day. And Brett, when you talk about big government, small government, the whole idea of how Republicans frame issues, it's all total BS. But the very essence, what we've learned about them, we've known this before, but it's obvious right now, they just create a frame to justify whatever the hell they ultimately want to do. They're not, they like when, they love when government works to destroy women and LGBTQ people. They, they love government for that. They love when government destroys books. They love when government controls the bodies of women. They freaking love that stuff right there. So it's not that they don't love government. They want the government to do their own persistent stuff. And if they just say, small government here, we're strict textualists here. Oh, you're a strict textualist? What about the Second Amendment? It talks about militias and well-regulated. Oh, well, I'm an originalist. And, okay, well, let's go back to the original aspect of this. You realize that there were an AR-15 there. You know, they go, wait, wait, wait. What the founders really meant here is you just take off regulated, you take off militia. It's just the right to bear arms. Just, just be quiet. That's what it is. It's always a moving. Don't, don't buy into their framing. And that's honestly one of the reasons why we also push back so hard against, listen, don't, when we say don't call these people conservative, don't buy into their framing. I saw a, a quote that really struck me. I believe it was from an NYU professor earlier, but they said something to the effect that it's remarkable the way that the press uses the term conservative to mean anything that the extreme right favors. And the more extreme they get, they just describe them as being even more conservative. So the crazier they are, oh, they're just just extra conservative, which makes it sound like it's a good thing. But that's not the case. They are fascists. They are extremists. And we need to be able to call it out. I see far more normal conservatives these days actually gravitating towards the Democratic Party, which has become a big tent party, which includes whatever other labels you want to give, progressive, conservative, moderate, whatever. There's a pro-democracy contingency of kind of just normal folks in the Democratic Party, yet the more extremists that people get in the Republican Party, they just throw around these labels as, uh, oh, they're just more extra conservative. It's like, no, see, 
yes, these people are radical extremists who would be considered hard-right fascist authoritarian parties in any other democratic country in the entire world, and you are giving them cover. One of the things I noticed, too, is like a lot of these far-right commentators who have like podcasts and, and things, they try to pretend like they're actually liberals. <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 like Tim Pool, like, you know, whenever he's referred to as far-right, by a, a news organization. He goes, what do you mean? I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal. I, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You can't just say that. You can't just make that yeah, up. Yeah, you can. Which is, you know, why you can never buy into Obviously. the framing that they are projecting. There is an actual belief system behind what they are doing, and there is an autocratic coalition of people in this country and around the world, and we need to be able here to call a fascist a fascist unapologetically because that's what they are. We see the threats, they're following the playbook, and we'll go on as we see, as we show you clips of DeSantis and the way these Republicans now are running for president. Every single bit of it. We got a lot more show. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about. I got lost. about Jack Smith and so much more right after this quick break. I take AG1 Vitamin Vitamin literally every day. Now I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, boosted energy, immune system support, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Now, I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it makes me feel unstoppable and ready to take on my day. I'm doing my favorite childhood. Myers Touch live right now. Fascist. Elected representative. Exclamation point. Okay, hi there. So, chat at KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona and KPRT Bakoyaki Travel Radio. Travel Radio. On the Reds with Trista Show. Sponsors who stand behind pro democracy content. You can check them out in the description below Atlantic on our, uh, YouTube page if you want to check out those links. I wanted to talk briefly about some of the other uh, MAGA Republican responses very quickly, and then I want to compare what President Biden said uh, on Memorial Day to Donald Trump's message, because it's the perfect contrast of, I think, decency and compassion with the real fascist idiocracy threatened state. Then let's talk about Ron DeSantis, because it's linked to that fascist idiocracy. Um, so here's what Lauren Obert said. She said, our base didn't volunteer, sure not, fight so hard to get us the majority, but this kind of compromise deal with Joe Biden, our voters deserve better than this. We work for them. You can count on me as a no on this deal. We can do better. 
MAGA Republican Dan Bishop writes, heard the call, rhinos congratulating McCarthy for getting almost Zippo in exchange for a $4 trillion debt ceiling hike was enough to make you keep emoji. Actually, it's so bad they won't give a figure for the debt ceiling hike, only that it's suspended until quarter one of 2025. Our bill was a her last. And Bishop, you're the reason why the debt is there. We have to pay your debt, you freaking idiot. Congress, <laughs> we have to pay your debt. Like somebody's already fascist idiocracy. You ran it up. You ran it. it up. Like it, it, to the extent it needs to be increased, it's because you took that credit card that McCarthy was talking about and you yes. spent it on things. MAGA Republican bad things. Not things for the American people, things for freaking billionaires. Oh, you want another private jet? <laughs> more private jet. It's like the dumbest stuff, you know, and, and then you rile up the MAGA Republicans like, they're taking your money from you, okay? They're stealing your money, and they're giving it to billionaires who already have more money than they ever need in multiple lifetimes, and then they're getting you outraged about the green freaking M&M. Think about that. MAGA Republican Congressman Bob Goodright, I'm hearing the quote deal for a $4 trillion increase in the debt limit. If that's true, I don't need to hear anything else. No one claiming to be conservative could justify a... Well, y'all aren't conservative. Like that Congressman Bob Good thinks that he's conservative. You ran up the debt. And now you don't want to pay the bill. Like, it's the least, if we're talking to guys to be like, it's the least conservative thing in the world. Go, go, go and sing your freaking songs with the gates of twice. Go what a conservative you are by putting out new tracks on iTunes with freaking errors. Come on. Yeah. Let's go and show you the exactly, contrast between be a good on clip. Memorial Day, President Biden and Donald Trump. Here's... President Biden's Memorial Day message. On Memorial Fascist Day, we honor America's fallen heroes Clip. who have gave their life. Funny clip about fascist idiocracy not conservatives exclamation point not conservatives conservatives they have to fucking type it out funny I said funny People are always looking for funny stuff, funny clips. Might have touched clip. The green freaking M&M. Think about, think about that. MAGA Republican Congressman Bob Goodright, I'm hearing the quote deal for a $4 trillion increase in the debt limit. If that's true, I don't need to hear anything else. No one claiming to be conservative could justify a... Bob well, y'all aren't conservative. Like that Congressman Bob Good thinks that he's conservative. You ran up the <laughs> debt, and now you don't want to pay the bill. Like, it's the least... If we're talking about... You ran up the debt, now you don't want to pay the bill. The least conservative.
the world. Go, go, go and sing your freaking songs with the J6 choir, Congressman. Show what a conservative you are by putting out new tracks on iTunes with freaking terrorists. I mean, come on. But let's go and show you the contrast between on Memorial Day, President Biden and Donald Trump. Here, President Biden's Memorial Day message. On Memorial Day, we honor America's fault. Put it on Trista Fit, uh, Trista Justice, Justice, President Biden versus Donald Trump. Uh, those who give the ultimate sacrifice for the country they love and to those in line of a very different but equally dangerous fire stopping the threats of the terrorists. Misfits and lunatic thugs who are working feverishly from within to overturn and destroy our once great country which has never been in greater peril than it is right now. We must stop the... What? Communists. <laughs> Marxists and fascist pigs at every turn and make America great again. Peace with fucking fascist pigs. devotion to this nation will never be able to repay the debt we owe them, but today... We rededicate ourselves <laughs> to the work for which they gave their life, and we recommit to supporting the work. But today... Okay. ...gave their devotion... ...at every... Comparing hashtag Biden and hashtag Trump hashtag Memorial Day messages exclamation point Trump is obviously unhinged because he is the fascist pig. Trump quotes from Hitler's mind comp. We must stop the mar communist, Marxists, and fascist pigs. We must stop the communists, Marxists, and fascist pigs. He stole the pigs part from me. He stole... Mom. Biden honors veterans... And we honor America's fallen heroes who have gave their last full measure of supporting the loved ones they left behind. Donald Trump's response in all caps. Happy Memorial Day to all, but especially to those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for the country they love and those in line of a very different but equally dangerous fire stopping the threat of terrorists misfits and lunatic thugs who are working feverishly from within to overturn and destroy our once great country, which has never been in greater peril than it is right now. We must stop the communist, Marxist, and fascist pigs at every turn and make America
America great again. I mean, look, everything he says is the ultimate. Quotes Hitler's Mein Kampf in his Memorial Day message to veterans, exclamation point, while hashtag Biden honors them. Projection, but just think about how perverted he is. It's perverted. Like, he is a sick, perverted, freaking maniac. And if you look at that and you go, oh, 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 I'm going to hide, like, that's a sick, freaking, deranged lunatic. Pull it up side by side right there. It is the ultimate, like, listen, if, if you look at the one on the right, and go, uh, at least it's the right for me on the Britain's if I'm something, you go, the one with all caps talking about communist and Marxist fascist pig. If you go, that's the guy I want to give the nuclear code to again. That is the person I want making life decisions, life yeah, or death must be fucking insane. for me, that's my family, the people I know, my country, the world. That's the, if that's who you say is normal, we got some, we got some big problems there. But that's why, to your point, Brett, con true conservatives are siding with Democrats right now. I know the large media networks don't want to acknowledge that doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit their framing of the issue. But there's a pro-democracy coalition, and then there is a fascist idiocracy coalition right now. And in the pro-democracy tent. It's not so much that I'm a Democrat as so much as I want leaders who are compassionate, decent, intelligent. I know my leader's not going to be perfect. I know that I'm going to disagree with President Biden on a lot of issues. That is fine. But let's start with the threshold or a baseline of decency, compassion, humanity, intelligence. Like and and just trying to figure out the issues and where the MAGA Republicans are bars. talking, and we'll go to this in just a little bit. Think about this: their campaign is for a civil war in the country. They're not talking about threats abroad, the real threats like Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong Un. They freaking love those guys. Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong Un—that's their boys. That's their buddies. Donald Trump wrote a whole book, Letters He Received from Fascists. Not actually, he wrote it. He took the letters he got from Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un and made a freaking coffee book, coffee table book, and sold it for hundreds of dollars to grift off of his They love those people, but they declare war on Memorial Day against Americans. Disgrace. Yeah, you have Donald Trump openly calling for war against more than half the country. I mean, the, the, the MAGA base, you know, if at its most generous, at its most generous, if you maybe want to put it at, what, 25% of the country, which I think is extremely a generous number. Donald Trump is calling anybody who does not support him, so think like 70, 75% of the country, calling them the enemy of the United States of America. And that does not even register as a blip on the nightly news. That's just, oh, that's just Trump being Trump. Imagine for one second, imagine for one second a President Biden attacking more than half the country, calling them terrorists.
just just uh, uh, just imagine the reaction that we would see in that case. And the while you see President Biden consistently making efforts, consistently making comments to the effect of. I am a president for all Americans, even if you don't agree with me. I want to make lives better for everybody in this country. You see people like Donald Trump, you see people like Ron DeSantis, and you see other people in the Republican Party openly launching attacks on people who don't agree with them ideologically. That is actually the core of their leadership style, if you want to even call it that. The core of their beliefs is that the biggest threats to America are Democrats. The biggest threats to America are people